Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. It's fun to be back because my my family and I were um, traveling in Italy for the past two weeks. That's probably why you haven't seen us. Well, that is why you haven't seen us around. Um, And we love adventure. We love going to new places and uh, just seeing all the beautiful sights to see there. But we're in the middle of the trip, and I looked to Paris, and I said, you know, I love traveling. I love seeing all the new things we're seeing, experiencing this as a family but I really miss my community. And so you know that God is doing something. You know that there's a special place here when you're on, we don't call it a vacation because we have kids. There's a difference between vacation and adventures. Parents, y'all need to get that, okay? This is going to change your life, side note. It's an adventure with children. It's not a vacation. So if you, if you go into it, think you're going on vacation, you're going to be exhausted and not know why you're tired. Um, <laughs> but it, it was just so sweet for my heart because I was like, wow, I love that I'm here, but gosh, I miss my community. Um, I wouldn't want to travel, you know, for my life. I, I, I want to be around y'all. So it's, it's fun to be back. Have, have any of you ever been to Italy? Okay. Oh, oh, wow. Quite a bit. Okay. So all we did was eat pasta, eat pizza, eat gelato, and walk. And, you know, we saw a lot of things and history and all that good stuff. But I told Paris, I said, I've probably gained 20 pounds because I don't typically eat that much gluten in in, in 10 days. Um, And I came back six pounds lighter. Amen. I said, I'm going to wait a day or two before I get on that scale because I don't want to know the damage just yet. And I said, Paris, this scale is broken. It says I'm six pounds lighter. If all I have to do is eat carbs and walk, I'm in. Count me in. All right. So that's all we need to do, (laughs) y'all. So this morning... um, when I was on my way here, I was, I woke up really early this morning, sat with the Lord and just was like, God, what do you want to, what do you want me to share? I had, I had a few things in my heart, um, that's just been kind of building up while I was gone, but I hadn't settled on one thing, um, until, until this morning. So uh, bear with me, but the Lord confirmed that he wants to, to do something. He wants to speak to you because when I came in, uh, Pastor Chris started uh, reciting the verse that I'm going to be reading today. I start laughing. I said, that's funny. Thanks, Lord, for confirming. That's what you wanted your kids to hear this morning. And then I was going to have y'all prophesy over each other. And I told our sound guy, I said, Michael, can you play a little bit of maybe light music in the background? And he comes to me, says, Chris is out there already doing it. Did y'all talk about that? No, dang prophetic people. I tell you what. <sighs> Um, as we were in Italy and, and walking and walking and walking, you walk everywhere. My feet hurt by the time that trip was done. I'm not even kidding. I had to throw my tennis shoes away. Um, <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. As we were just walking the, the cities and, and just seeing new things and walking into these beautiful, very detailed churches, um, those of you that have been to Italy, gosh, it's just, it's incredible. I had new faith for our building. Uh, for Presence OC. I'm like, we've just been asking for a warehouse, and I'm asking for this, Lord, because this is gorgeous. But the Lord started speaking to me about what it looks like to walk in the Spirit. 
And there's a lot of different ways and routes we could go when we talk about walking in the Spirit. But I felt like he was highlighting specifically Romans 8 this morning. So go ahead and turn with me there. I think I just have a short teach this morning. We'll see how it goes. But I think it'll be relatively um, a short word here. So Romans 8. I'm going to read probably through 17. Okay, so it's kind of a lot. Love you guys. So it says this, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free, free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. We could really close it up there and go home. I just want to read it one more time. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life, hence spirit of life, has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. I want to make a note here really fast. Um, Paul is not talking about the law of Moses right here. A lot of times when we, when we read this word law throughout scripture, we're, we're, um, he's talking about the law of Moses. He's actually talking about like the power Okay, so it's not the law. He, he's going to talk about the law in a second, but right now it's the power of the Spirit. All right, verse 3. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for our sin. He condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. Who walk, everybody say walk, not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Say spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live accordingly to the spirit set their minds on things of the spirit. Highlight that. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, say I, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit of life, say Spirit of life, because of righteousness, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit, say spirit, who dwells in you. I'm almost done. Verse 12 here. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live the flesh, the flesh according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. That is sons and daughters. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. That was a lot, but that was good, huh? There's something really interesting that Paul is talking about, life in the spirit. 
life, if you think about it, it's easy to read things like this. It's easy to read chapters in the Bible. You know, have you ever been in a conversation and the person's just talking, they've got really great revelation, they're going, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they finish, like, you, they're like, do you have it? And you're like, no, would you just say? I, I didn't quite get that. It's kind of how this can be, because there's a lot wrapped up right here. It's a lot of really incredible things wrapped up right here. But this is Paul's main message from here on out. He's going to talk about life in the spirit. So what the heck is life in the spirit? I'm in flesh, but my flesh is dead because I'm now living in the spirit, and the spirit is in me, and the spirit of God is being put in us, and we are being put in the spirit. What in the world? Don't fret. I've got, I've got notes. says one through four that we do not walk by the flesh, but that we walk by the spirit. Basically, we're not controlled by the flesh. That verse uh, one and two where I said it's not the law of Moses, it was the power of the spirit. There is power in the spirit of life that you are walking in. This law here is now law of power. There is a power in you. There's a power over you. And there's a power within you that you are now a part of. You are now married to. You are now tied to. There was a, a dance class that Paris and I took in college many years ago. And um, it was a college class, uh, actually at a different college that we were even a part of. And um, we were courting. And so I was like, any, you know, if I can dance with this man, like hold his hand and dance, like I'm in. And so we signed up for it. I convinced him somehow. And we're in this dance class and probably like week one or two, it was very early on. And the uh, instructor comes over to us. There was only maybe 10 couples. And he says out loud in the, in the, <laughs> in front of the entire class, he says, listen, Nicole, if you don't let him lead, you're not going to turn correctly. And I was like, Dang it, I'm trying to let him lead. But the truth was I was trying to have power and control because I wasn't quite sure what was next. And so what felt comfortable for me was I don't know where we're going. I don't really know you super well. I'm getting to know you. I like you, but I don't know you that well. I don't know if you're going to turn me to the right or turn me to the left. I don't know what step we're going in. This is a new song. I don't know the tango quite yet. And the instructor said, listen, if you don't let him lead, you're not going to know where to go. Just let him lead and it'll be a lot easier than you tightening up and trying to figure out which way you're going. And I thought about that picture. I, I remembered that, that day as I was reading through Romans 8 and thinking, that's a lot what it looks like to be in the spirit, life in the spirit. Does that make sense? There was another time we took a hip hop class. Now, I love me some hip-hop, y'all. I'll be honest. I love it. It's a good little workout. It's good cardio. It's fun. It's a beat. Get you moving. And I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. But we went to this class not knowing that it was an advanced class, and they've been working on the same routine for about a month and a half. So we walk in. We're looking good. We're looking like hip-hop dancers, right? We got the look down. We're walking in, and we, he turns on the music, and they are all doing the same thing. And I'm like, surely they are not picking that up right now. I mean, they're going so fast and so hard at it. And Paris and I are looking at each other. We're like, we got this? Me too. Yeah, we're good. Okay, we just kept going after. No shame. We, we were the white people in the room that looked real crazy, like it was us. 
<laughs> but we had no idea what we were doing. And we're just laughing. We're just laughing the whole week. We're like, we don't care what these people think. We'll probably never see them again. But even if we do, whatever. They did not warn us. They've been doing this for a month and a half. That's not fair. Like, we're probably their joke of the night. They probably have that pretty often. Like, it would have been nice when we were, like, paying for our classes and say, hey, listen, this is an advanced class. They've been working on this for a while. No, they didn't let us know. So we just laughed. We just laughed through it. And I believe, if I'm honest with y'all, I'm always honest with y'all, but as I'm honest with you guys, I believe that life in the spirit oftentimes looks like those two dances. We actually get to choose if we're going to allow the power of the spirit to lead us or if we're going to tense up and we're not quite sure where we're going. So it just makes it that much harder. And sometimes life in the spirit looks like that hip hop dance and we didn't have any idea what was going on, but we just laughed through it. We just had fun. We made the best of it. We didn't care what other people were thinking or saying or doing. We got a good workout, so that was, that was definitely worth it. But I think that there are two things. I'm a practical person, so I want to give you practical tools today. I think there are two things that mark life in the Spirit. So you might be sitting there going, okay, a, a cool dance analogy, that's awesome, but what does it look like? I think there are two things. I think the first thing is deciding to submit control. Deciding to submit control of your life over to the Spirit. And sometimes, most often, at least for me, and maybe it's just because God really loves me, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that's going to be like. I can't prepare for that. It just looks like my plan's changing. It just looks like me stopping. We're walking around Italy, and we probably... Gosh, we probably touched and prayed for over 50 people on the streets. A lot of people sit right in front of the churches and, you know, they're beggars. And and the amount of people that walk by them and don't even look at them broke my heart. And, you know, people say, well, they're just beggars or they're there. They're just taking advantage of the tourists. Cool, I don't care. What will God do in this situation? And so we, there were so many days where like, I had an itinerary, I had things to do, places to go, things to see, lots of walking to do, but the Lord just kept saying, just stop for the one, just stop for the one. And so we didn't always have money on us, but we would just stop and we would just pray for them or we would just touch them, we would just bless them. And one of our friends said, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to give any money. I said, I don't really have any, but you know, my blessing is worth more than my money. Your blessing is worth more than your money sometimes. You need to meet people's practical needs with food and drink, and I encourage that. But, but let's just stop for the one and bless them in Jesus' name because that is worth more than your $3 or your $5 a lot of times. Side note thing. Anyways, I, I had to submit my itinerary to the Spirit. I had to submit control where I was going throughout the day to just stop for the one, and it took three minutes didn't hardly take any time. Some we sat with a little bit longer, but, but it hardly took any time. So I believe the first marker is just submitting control to the Spirit, submitting control to God and what He wants to do in your day, regardless of what you have going on. I'm scanning, scanning through some things I don't, I don't want to share right now. I don't feel like I'm supposed to. You know, I think there's something in the, the body of Christ that 
I feel like the enemy tries to run with, and it's this thing of, I want to love the world, and and I'm not not of the world, but I'm in the world, and so I want to look like them. I want to bring people in through how I live, and I don't want to be too different or too weird or too odd. And the truth is, like, it's the different, odd, weird people that are actually going to transform culture. It's the people, it's you guys who come in here, and I told two people I wasn't feeling too good, so we're like, oh, let me pray for you. Like, I can't get away from y'all praying for me. It's incredible. But it's you guys who are going to go into coffee shops and into that that plaza that Chris was talking about and to, to your workplaces and to, to your, you know, lunch spots, and you just stepping out in boldness with the power of the Spirit to let people know who Jesus Christ is. Because they're used to everybody looking like them. But we're called to look differently. If we're called, yeah, amen. If we're called to look differently, then how are we looking? What does that mean? Well, for you, the word you might use for that is weird. You might use odd. But the stories that I hear about, the memories that I hear about, the people that have been touched so greatly by God have been those radical, crazy stories in Starbucks or in that plaza. Man, this person, you know, they just came up, they started prophesying over me, or they just started telling me who I was in Christ, and it changed my life. That's different than what the world looks like. And so when we are marked by the, by life in the Spirit, it looks radically different. It looks different than those that are around. It might look different than the Christian's that are around you. What we have to stop doing is waiting for permission to do what God's told us to do based on what everybody else is doing. You don't need permission. Go and do what God has said to do. If God highlights a person, if you, listen, here's what I do. If I walk into a place, if I walk into Target or Starbucks or wherever, if I walk in and I just can't get my eyes off this person, I just keep thinking about them. I don't know them. I I don't know why I keep looking at them. I don't know why I keep looking over. Then I know that that's God. If I walk in and I feel a sensation in my body or I feel my heart starts pounding, then I know it's God. If the barista starts chatting me up and they won't be quiet, I know it's God. See, the more that we become aware of these things, the more we won't be scared to step out. The more that we will like, oh, oh, I get this. Okay, this is God. This is life in the spirit. I have a one-way direct line to God, and he's leading me right now through his spirit. This is what it looks like. A lot of times I think we just need examples. That's why I give y'all examples. I hope that that is, is helpful. The second part, and this is just, this is my last part. The second part is that we, when led by the spirit, have transformed minds. Now, you probably all read that in the Word. You're being renewed daily by the transformation of your mind. You're transformed by the renewing of your mind. But there's something really powerful about not partnering with what your flesh is saying. Because flesh doesn't have power over you. There's something incredible about not partnering with what maybe your eyes and the natural are seeing. There's something powerful about what happens up here. I read a quote this week. It said, what, what you think about, you become. I want to ask you, don't say out loud, but what, what do you think about most often? On a Monday morning, on your way to work, what, what do you think about? most often. 
Who do you think that you are most often? If you were to ask yourself a little self-evaluation, who am I, Nicole? What would your mind tell you? Because what you think you will become, what you think you will believe. And so the second part of life being marked in the spirit is having a transformed mind. Verse five, it said this, for those who live according to their flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on things of the spirit. Okay, Pastor Nicole, what is things of the spirit? I get that, I hear you, but what are things of the spirit? I think this is also a twofold, two's a number today, I guess. One is being aware of God's presence. Things of the spirit. What are things of the spirit? I'm supposed to set my mind on these things. Scripture says to set my mind on these things. What are these things? The presence of God. Secondly, on heaven's things, not on earth's things. Something we've been doing in our house is anytime there is um, sickness that comes up or something weird or something that just doesn't look like God, we go, we're going to sit on our heavenly throne next to God. What is heaven saying about this right now? What are they doing in heaven about this? Oh, wait, that thing doesn't exist in heaven? Oh, okay, cool. It doesn't exist here either. And that's a daily practice. That's not something that we've mastered by any means. But day by day, our minds are being transformed by being aware of God's presence and by setting our minds on heavenly things. Your minds are a powerful, powerful tool. They will launch you into heavenly things or they will hold you down just concerned about everything that's happening here. We got back from Italy and I tell y'all what, I I could not look at social media. I could not watch the news. I was bombarded with negative stuff and my mind started going someplace and I'm like, nope, not today. (laughs) Set my phone aside. I am not going to pay attention to that. That sucks, and I'm so sorry for the families that were affected, and I'm praying with them, and we had friends, you know, in in Vegas, but if I focus on all the negative things and bad things that are happening in the world, my mind will constantly be thinking that stream, and it will not be partnered with heaven. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that we, you know, don't have compassion for things like that. That's not, don't hear me say that, but if we stay focused on that, and I was, I'm the WebMD person. I got a headache. I'm looking up on the internet. I'm about to die in two months. Like, that's me. So I know myself. Ha, ha, ha to that. I know myself. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to partner. I'm going to set my mind on things of heaven. And I'm going to be so aware of God's presence. So aware of God's presence. But what's interesting is I think if you asked any believer if they wanted God's presence, they'd say yes. But God's presence makes people uncomfortable. So we got to be willing to be uncomfortable if we want life in the spirit. I don't think it'll be uncomfortable forever. I think it will become natural. Things are only uncomfortable if they're not natural. People who have an issue with miracles or the prophetic or things like that, it's because they're not used to it. I don't blame them. I just want to introduce them. So if y'all have family members or friends who get weirded out <laughs> by, by miracles and people getting healed and testimonies and things like that, don't get mad at them. They just never seen it before. Take them to Target with you and start ministering to people. Seriously, it's the easiest way. Don't even say anything about it. Just say, I need to go to Target. Want to go? And just start praying for people. It's the easiest way. You'll all be evangelists in no time. I promise you. But 
but setting our minds on heavenly things. Listen, Philippians 4, 8 through 9, I love this verse throughout college. It was really encouraging for me. It says this, whatever is true, this is what you set your minds on. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And then what's really cool is it says, and the God of peace will be with you. If you want peace in your life, you think about true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy things. That is setting your mind with what's happening in heaven on earth. That is being transformed daily. That is being aware of God's presence. Anytime that you feel like you're just being overwhelmed by thoughts or fears or fill in the blank, Philippians 4, 8 or 9, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy, think about those things. And the God of peace will be with you. And the God of peace will be with you. Our minds are incredibly powerful. And the fun thing is God actually has given you a powerful spirit that you have life in, and that is in you. And you get to do life with God, and you get to do life in the spirit. But I think that we have to be aware of practical things, right? We have to be aware of how do I set my mind on heavenly things? How am I being trans transformed? How is my mind being renewed? How can I do this? And these are just two little tools that you can use. Yeah, so I just want to pray for us. I actually feel like, um, what's our time here? We're good. I, I kind of, I know that we like to pray for things that are testable and these aren't testable, but, um, you know, something with the mind is, I, I went to the, I went to the doctor this week and I was sharing some things and the doctor said, well, you want pain medication? I said, pain medication? for, for a headache or it was just so bizarre. Like pain, you're going to give me pain medication. No, I don't want no pain medication. I told her just like that. I said, sorry, I didn't mean to say it that way. <laughs> I said, no, I don't want pain medication. We're, we're a culture that's so used to just throwing a pill at something or throwing something just to cover it up and not getting to the root of something. And God's the biggest pain medication out there. And he's the best one. He not only numbs it, but he takes it away. And so I really want to go after, um, and, and I am going to ask you to be bold in this. Uh, I'll stand, I'm standing with you. Um, but I want to go after anxiety. I want to go after uh, depression. I want to go after even headaches and debilitating bodily items that, that really um, affect your brain, if you will, affect your mind. You know, because we're talking about being transformed and renewed, um, these are things that are debilitating and not fun, and they're not of God. And so, um, yeah, I just want to release peace over you. So if that's you, I want you to be bold. Again, it's anxiety, um, depression, headaches, fear, anything that's debilitating throughout your day that you're like, this isn't of God. I want you to stand. Yeah, if you're around them, just you don't have to get up. Just release your hand towards them. Yeah, Father, I just thank you right now, God, that your spirit is good. That you are the spirit of peace. 
Yeah, Father, right now, I command all anxiety to leave in the name of Jesus. I command all depression. Yeah, fear has no home in you. And right now, God, I just thank you for each person standing, Father. I just pray for a transformation, not only in their mind, but in their body, Father God, that they would live life in the spirit to the fullness in which you have prepared for them, Father. Yeah, I feel like there's somebody here, um, uh, you're 21, maybe 22. Um, This has been a thing that you have had for a long time, and you've not been very vocal about it because you're ashamed. And I just see the father just putting his hand on the back of your neck and just saying, be healed, my daughter. Yeah, there's no shame in Christ Jesus. Yeah, this thing doesn't have you. I, I feel like there's a few of you that you actually just need to speak it out and command it to leave. There's power in your word over your body. You have authority over your body. And so I feel like the Lord is saying, I just want you to speak this out. I just want you to command it out. Yeah, so if you just do that, if you feel like that's you, just command that thing out. It doesn't have to be a long prayer or one. I just command anxiety out of my body right now in Jesus' name. Yeah, Father, I just thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, God's doing something, so I don't want to leave here, you guys, if that's okay. Thank you, Father. Yeah, Lord. All heaviness be gone in Jesus' name. All worry be gone in Jesus' name. Fear, you have no place in this home, God. You have no place in these bodies. These are the bodies of Christ Jesus, Father. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, if you're sitting around, I'm just saying, command that thing to leave. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. You actually don't have to live with this. That's a lie that you have to live with it. And that it, it'll be better some days and other days it's not. That's a, that's a lie of the enemy. You are not meant to live with it. It is not yours. Yeah. Just thank you, Father. Mm, yeah. Okay, I'm going to pray for the rest of you. You guys are still praying. Keep praying. Don't stop what you're doing. I just want to release people. Um, for their kids and stuff. But Father, just thank you for this home. God, I thank you for this family. Father, I thank you that each person in this room, God, has a life in the spirit, that they are controlled by the spirit of life, by the spirit of you, Jesus. Just thank you for what you're doing in each person's life right now, Father. I thank you that as each person walks out of this room, if they stood or not, they will walk out completely transformed, completely renewed, Yeah, we just bless you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, love you guys. See you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.